Hey, Pasa, Peaks and Valleys family. My name is TK Trinidad, and I've been in the broadcast industry for about 10 years now. And you wouldn't believe how everything is changing. For example, podcasts. Before you needed expensive equipment like mics and headphones, but now all you need is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's absolutely free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. Ciao, guys. KJ Rose is a Grammy award-winning artist development and performance expert who founded The Rose Effect. She has worked for and with talent such as Clive Davis, P. Diddy, Carl Thomas, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, Janet Jackson, 24K Golden, and Lil Nas X, just to name a few. However, life for KJ hasn't always been rosy, and we discuss how she left a toxic relationship in order to grow to her full potential. Life as an artist slash performance expert ain't easy, and KJ joins Peaks and Valleys to talk about it right now. They say it is the darkest before the dawn. But what do you do before the dawn comes when all you have is candles and night lights guiding your path until morning, until your sight is restored and you can see your way out, your way through, your way to the other side. You push with all your might until the day breaks and your victory comes. This is Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. We have the talent whisperer herself, KJ Rose, in the building. Oh my gosh. Um, for you guys who don't know her, like KJ and I, we were on a panel together. But mm -hmm. after this panel, it was crazy because I saw KJ with everybody everywhere. It's like, oh, you working with this person? You working with this person too? It's like, I know this person. You working with this person? I was like, everybody knows KJ. Like, if you, if you want your career to be popping, popping, and like get to that next level, you need KJ in your life. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I just love the fact that like every post is like authentically happy and yeah. you're living your best life and you're, and it just seems like you're living what you're living, you're doing what you were meant to do, what you're putting on the, put on this earth to do. But oh like kind of let's get into a time where, you know, stuff wasn't going right and what you did to, you know, push yourself through. I'll start with, there, there are two kind of very clarifying moments, I would say, um, in my life. And, you know, just to, to be super vulnerable and, and open, I'll start with a relationship that I felt initially was uh, something that brought me joy. And not that I am in any way, like, afraid of doing the work of a relationship, but mm -hmm. I think we often confuse doing the work of a relationship that is good for you, that is inherent with the moments of, hey, we're two different people. How do we make mm -hmm. sure that we move forward collectively while maintaining our individual perspectives and goals and dreams? And then the work of a relationship that was never meant for you, right? Mm -hmm. so it's like you're trying to fit this square into this round hole. And I think in that moment, you know, I 
started internalizing a lot of it, thinking maybe it was something wrong with me, right? Because I believe that God gives us, he whispers to us a lot of times what our assignments are, and he doesn't tell everybody else. But what happens is the people that have not yet become aware of their own assignments cannot understand yours. There's a a lot of short-sightedness and they're not going to fight for your dream and your assignment the way you are required to fight. And sometimes it causes you to almost doubt that you were even given the assignment, but ain't no doubt if God told you, you know, it is a lot of times people are projecting onto them, onto you, their unresolved stuff. And it, it depends on where you are in your development, whether you say, hey, that's not true at all. I see that, I recognize that. That's not who I am. Okay, you hear that? I mean, we all at home, we get it. (laughs) I'm like, I can't control it. Um, And so I think in that moment, it took me some time to almost get my power back. And I think I had leased it out. You know, a lot of times we lease our power back and I had to power up and, and, and take my power back from, you know, moments of regret, you know, and, and thinking that, you know, perfection is something that has to be attained and the opinions of others, you know, that's what you take your power back from as well. And old narratives that no longer serve you. And so I had to get my courage and my confidence up so that I would understand that I had to walk in what God uh, assigned me to do. And it might mean that I have to do it alone. When you got to that point, because yeah, I mean, I, I think you're you're preaching to the choir. I think every woman has been in a relationship where you know it, it felt good, but it wasn't good for you. Some of us hit that point where it's like, yeah, I need to do good for myself. Yep. So when you hit that point, what did what was it? Was it like a sermon? Was it a friend? Was it like you you got you you were talking to God and you finally listened? What what happened that kind of got you into that the direction you're supposed to be in? Honestly, I would say that I said to myself, if tomorrow God said, job well done, you know, I need you here with me. And if standing there with the Lord, he showed me everything that he put my name on, it would not be, I think, satisfying or justified to have not attempted or put some for some effort forth to attain the things, the promises that he gave me. And I kept saying to myself, there would be no way you could use, oh, he wasn't comfortable with that as an excuse. Mm. That was it. I was like, I don't want to leave this earth uh, full. I want to leave it having used all of my gifts mm-hmm. and having and and you know put out seeds and planted seeds and 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 change lives where I can and I just did not think that I could leave here and use him as an excuse of why it didn't happen and then secondly I wrote a song called a better way and it was kind of my declaration to myself and the words were that there's got to be a better way to live there's got to be a better way to give you mm. all of me without turning my back on everything that I am um, there gotta be a better way to live. There must be another way to give you everything without losing myself. Cause I can't be nobody else. Mm. There's gotta be a better way to live. There must be a better way to give you everything without uh, you all of me without 
turning my back on. Is it what I just said? Everything I am, it's just not worth it. So I think that song was everything that had been circling around in my spirit that I could not properly categorize or organize Mm. in a way that said, here is your next step. So the song for me was my own declaration of how I needed to live my life. I mean, once you see it, then there's no asking other people's opinions. You know, I think the longest time I was almost, you know, doing short interviews with people just to see, you know, are you still happy? Does this happen? Does joy come back? Uh, And I was like, once I got to a place where I was clear on what God was saying to me, there was no more need for interviews. I didn't really care what anybody else thought because they weren't living my life. You know, and I said, you know, I know that the Lord does not love divorce, but I also know that I would let him down if I didn't fulfill my truest and highest purpose. Mm. And so, there you have it. So that relationship that you were in, you were married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's, that's a, that's I a big relationship, didn't I? <laughs> I know you said relationship. I thought it was just some boyfriend, some Debbie boyfriend, yeah. but this is a whole husband. That's a situation right there. <laughs> I was trying to keep it on low, but okay. we are here. No, 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 it's not. I mean, I just didn't want to make it so heavy, but sometimes you just got to make it heavy. So, yeah. so people get that there is life on the other side. And, and I will say, I had no idea what was awaiting me. You know, you. Mm-hmm in a space where it's comfortable it's like people stay with the beast that they know no mm-hmm. pun intended. <laughs> I'm sorry and so it was like I am going to trust that no matter what it's got to be better than where I am right and that's how I ended up yeah it's so crazy because um I, th- I think as we progress as humans you know what the one way is or was where it's like, okay, you get married and you have kids and you buy the house is turning into 10, 12 different, you know, more than that, different ways and how you can authentically live your life. And it doesn't have to be, you know, if you get married and do all that stuff, then that's great, but that might not be for you. And that might not be what your purpose is. A lot of people get stuck in the the narrative of what you're supposed to do versus what you think you're supposed to do versus what you're supposed to do. Because you start assimilating based on just you're collecting information and you, you haven't lived enough yet. You don't know kind of like your own path, but this looks good. They look happy. And then you mm-hmm. start, you know, trying to make sure that you cut away the things, you know, prune the areas that are fully you and then cut away those things that you've adopted from someone else, mm-hmm. you know? So- now, when you made that step and you're like, all right, this is this is the path that I need to go. This is the path that God told me to go. Did things start opening up for you? Like, how did what happened after you made that decision? Immediately, there were no outside factors that opened up. I think my peace opened up mm. more than anything. It was less about you stopping me from this this career and more about our definitions of love are too vast. You don't Mm. see me. And so it's like I I wasn't it wasn't the expectation of like, I'm going to get this record deal as soon as I leave you. It wasn't that. It was that my heart is heavy every day. And so there's no value one can put on peace. So that's really what happened. My spirit lifted. So then at that point, you present yourself differently. Mm -hmm. You know, I had new ideas that I started to believe in. In my mind, I could visualize them to the very end. So I think if something happened, nothing else, but I really gave myself a shot 
and mm. in giving yourself a shot and presenting who you truly are in a way that does not depend on somebody else to say yes, mm. right? So I decided to start saying yes to myself. And in that moment, that's what started to shift for me because of pe- that spirit people are drawn to, you know, a mm-hmm. yes spirit, a light spirit, a peaceful spirit, you'll get all the jobs. So oh if, from a macro perspective on where I've been since, I mean, we can just say that was like 2010. So mm. if I can just name the blessings, it was the song that I wrote out of that hurt and anguish and shame ended up being in Queen Sugar. Um, mm. Nine years later, Oprah Winfrey, Queen Sugar, Ava DuVernay. I wrote a book. I, I believed in myself enough to become an author. I really built my business, The Rose Effect. I moved to LA. I started working with Disney and Nickelodeon. I ended up on Chasing Destiny uh, with Kelly Rowland and Khloe Kardashian, The Revenge Body. Mm-hmm. I ended up uh, coaching at L'Oreal and Google and Adidas and Omnicom and Ad Color. I ended up, you know, writing The Rose Effect: Eight Steps to Delivering the Performance of Your Life. I traveled to Ghana mm-hmm. to speak, Australia to speak, Ireland to speak, work with Lil Nas X who all this time when I envisioned being attached to a Grammy, I didn't know that it would be through coaching, right? Mm. So Lil Nas and, and the Lumineers and 24K and Ian Dior and Lil Mosey and Polo G and T, Lil TJ and Fabio. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, and Ruby Rose, see, this is what you, when you get in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I put out an entire album, you know? And so if I look at, from a macro perspective, mm. what freedom allowed me, I am so grateful that I took a shot and bet on myself. Oh my gosh, that's so, you know, just I think that you know the goal here is to always pour, you know, keep pouring because light reflects light, kindness begets kindness, and you know, just work begets work. That part. No. <laughs> Speaking of work, what projects do you have? Because you know where the, the, the cities, the, the world is opening up, and I know you have some stuff going on. So, what projects yes. who are you working with? Who should we look out for? What's all, what's what's all that good stuff happening? Okay. Well, currently, actually, on Monday, I released my audiobook, which is the volume two. It's the Rose Effect: Eight Steps to Delivering the Performance of Your Life. I just did the audio book on Monday and it, it's really the, to me, it's the heightened version of the book. And there's testimonials every, from everyone from Lil Nas to my eighth grade teacher to Carl Thomas and just uh, snippets from speaking engagements that I've had. My brother, I uh, did the track for um, the seeds of victory that are in the book. Uh, right. Andy, who's from Chicago, he engineered the project. And so it was really my my way of sharing a level of passion and energy, you know, with people so that they heard my vulnerability in these stories. Mm. And really a mix of anecdotal stories that talk about my lessons, my peaks, my valleys in the entertainment industry and in life and what those Mm -hmm. lessons were. And then I offer some actionable pieces because I want people to walk away with something. Like, I don't want them to feel like, okay, we read all about your life. Good job, you. I want them to say, okay, this is this. I relate to this. Now let me go and make this applicable to my life. 
So I think um, it's, I treat it like an album. I feel like, you know, it's there are eight chapters, eight singles. That is what I am working on. And so if people prefer to hold a tangible book, then this book is available on Amazon. And okay. the audio book is available on Audible, iTunes, as well as Amazon. And so I'm excited because I just sometimes you have to reinvigorate yourself. You know, and um, and it's funny because people think that sometimes you just arrive and they have no idea of everything that had to be put into the arrival. Mm-hmm. You know, and even if I talk about just the book, it wasn't like I had this grand idea and I was like, oh, let me put out a book. Literally, God gave me this assignment almost two and a half years ago. And I was like, no. I'm good. I sunned myself. You know, it's funny because um, my girl, um, uh, Tiffany um, Warren from uh, Sony and from Ad Color put up something, a list of things of when you are making yourself small, you know, thought processes, responses to other people that make you small. Mm-hmm. And so when God was saying this, I was like, I am just a coach. Yeah. I'm not an author. And yeah. so. I had to sit back and say, you know, well, let's figure out what the, what an author does. Because sometimes in our minds, there are these huge ideas of um, the position. But if we break it down to the micro of the position, mm-hmm. the author is someone who writes. Right. Every, now, it's the difference between a published and unpublished author. But an author, a writer, is someone mm-hmm. who's actually doing it. Right. A singer right. I used to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm working on this project. I'm a singer. And I'd be like, well, when's the last time you sang? When was the last time you wrote? You know, mm. I had to kind of do that type of work. And I wrote every day because oftentimes we try to imagine it or the journey from the mere idea of it mm-hmm. to the execution of it. And that's exhausting because you'd be like, oh, I got to do that. that yeah. Never start. But yeah. what we reframed. And said, what can I do today? Okay, let me do that. What can I do tomorrow? And mm-hmm. then tomorrow's turn into an actual process. And your process turns into a tangible product. Mm-hmm. And I am the freaking testimony for that. I am the testament to that. Because it wasn't that I sat back and said, I have so much to share. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it took me two years of really battling God and battling myself with old narratives, you know? What if what I do doesn't translate well when right. you get on paper? Because I'm good yeah. in the studio. I'll snatch you up quick. <laughs> it doesn't work in the book. Right. So you got the book, you got the audio book. Who, who do you have on deck or what, what can we expect from um, the artists? artists yeah, well, I've got, um, let me get all of their dates right. Lil Nas is coming out with Call Me By Your Name video on Friday the 26th, actually midnight tonight. The Kid Leroy uh, is the 26th. It's funny. I think they're all the twin. And 24K Golden is uh, dropping his album on the 26th. So those are my current three babies. Uh, Ian Dior is working on his project. Um, and so, yeah, it's um, shout out to, to Sony and Columbia Records um, over there just for for bringing me in and, and trusting me with their with their talent. And uh, Lil TJ and Polo G and Fabio just dropped their single headshot. And then as of recent, I spoke at Trip Actions. So doing a lot more corporate 
um, workshops as well, because it's really all about occupying your space, you know? So my job is to get people to understand that we're all artists, you know? Mm. It, it does not matter if you're an artist on a traditional theater stage or if you're an artist in the boardroom, but right. the goal is always to maximize your space and to, in the most powerful and commanding way, take ownership of the stage. It is my plight, like it's my journey. It is, I am the spark and I, I have declared myself the bridge for them to, to identify the areas that they have not even been aware existed or areas that have been lying dormant and all they needed was a little KJ agitation. You know, and so, yeah, it's, I'm going to be doing more corporate speaking gigs. I ju just did one at Sony last week. And so I, God didn't tell me to rest. That's all he gave me so far. So I'm waiting. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now, how does, so for people who don't understand, like who are not in the entertainment industry, what's mm -hmm. the process? So like Sony says, okay, we have this artist that we want you to work with. And then do you like look at the artist and you're like, okay, this is, you know, it's something that's, like that you can see and then you help them develop or what's the process like as far as your 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 job so i always try to to make uh the distinction between the vocal coach the choreographer and the performance coach right mm -hmm. and so most times the performance coach has the overview right of the entire presentation of the artist and if mm -hmm. there are areas in which they need to lean further upon, then I will always call in a specialist. So mm. vocal coach deal with the instrument. I deal with the behavior. Now there's gotcha. some people that do it all, you know, but I like to make sure I can identify the areas in which someone may have challenges. And I may call in, I'm not a choreographer. I'll call in a choreographer if we need to do some five counts, you mm -hmm. know, but sometimes I work in tandem with the vocal coach and with the choreographer and with an acting coach. So when they call me, it is truly to take them just higher. And I make mm -hmm. sure that the artist knows when I come in that I am never there as a symbol that something is wrong with the way they're right. doing. Because I think when you hear you're going to get a performance coach, is your feeling is, oh, they think I'm doing something wrong. I'm always there to say, hey, I am merely here to push you beyond your perceived capacity. Mm. I want to know your story. I want to know what you think of yourself. I want to know when you present yourself, are you presenting at your core? Or are you presenting what you think they want, whoever they may be? Right. And so sometimes I may have to split the difference. And then sometimes they're vulnerable enough because I'm not trying to force anything upon them. I'm trying to get them to acknowledge and abide in their force, personify mm -hmm. their force. And first, I got to know what they think about themselves long before I step in. They need to know that they've approved themselves before they ask for the, the approval of an audience. So it's building that level of confidence and that voice that says, this is who I am. I'm very clear about that. And they mm -hmm. can take their power back because if someone is like, no, nah, that ain't, you know, I don't like the way da, 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 da. they can in a, the most healthiest of ways. I appreciate your feedback but I'm going to go this way, right? Mm -hmm. It alleviates a lot of the angst and the turmoil and the anxiety of pleasing others. When yep. you figure out what your role is, what your purpose is, that is what I do. So all of my work starts off very much as an emotional contract. Yeah. 
right? Because what we see on stage, what we see in the boardroom, what we see presenting is just the external expression. But I've got to help you reconcile the internal narrative before we get there, before you move to the left so that I know that any movement you're doing is to push your narrative forward. That's it. In one sentence, what would you say to motivate somebody to, you know, keep pushing through? You know, I got many sentences. One <laughs> sentence. I'm going to take it from the book. Don't wait to access the energy in the room. Bring your own, insert ellipses, because no one can show up for you and no one can show up like you. So show up and be present. <laughs> amazing again one more time where can people find you the website the book yes. yes the website is roseeffect.com the book is available on amazon and barnes and nobles anywhere that you like to get your books the audiobook is part of the roseathon and that can be found on audible itunes or amazon the audiobook is really to get you to again show up to embrace your force and to seize your power. That is what this audiobook will do for you. There it is. Thank you so much for hopping on. Well, thank you for having me and stand on me. You're like, uh, so yes, KJ. Um, <laughs> Peaks and Valleys is produced by Josh Rodriguez and TKO Productions. Spoken word and voiceover is done by yours truly, Lem Gonzalez. Thank you for listening. And remember, after the darkness comes the dawn.